Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Trolls are hard, so just do your best. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan, a man who never interrupts any intros. Go on. What? I, I, I never interrupt. In, it's ne- it, that's not one of the bits that I do, Connor. <laughs> what nobody else heard, though, was just before I started, you said, intros are hard. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> no, Con- look, who's to say who edited that out to make me seem better and make me seem like the victim in the intro? Okay? Who's to say who did that? <laughs> I'll tell you who's the victim, Sean, is us. Because us? what we, we discussed last week... Is the fact yeah. that, look, and this isn't sour grape, Sean. Look, it's not like us to pick fights or rivalries on like every other week. But that are completely out of our weight class, by the way. <laughs> Always go for the rock. Always. <laughs> Find the biggest <laughs> guy, take him down. <laughs> um, but last week we discussed the fact that James Gunn hadn't revealed the DC slate as of the recording on Sunday evening, Monday morning kind of vibes. Um, yes. And he then said he was going to do it before the end of January. He released it on Tuesday. Of course he did. So we are now six days late to reviewing what was revealed in the DC slate. And it's probably probably the biggest news we've had in a few in years. A, a few, yeah, in a, in, a, in a long time. Certainly the, and it looks a bit of a spoiler, certainly the most welcome news that I've mm. heard. Um, so, and not to say that James Gunn hates the podcast. 
But I think James Gunn hates the podcast, personally. I think why you we- specifically. I, I heard it was you. <laughs> See, the thing, no, because the thing, like, why should we move Movie Mondays at this point? Because all yeah. of the news, Marvel and DC, seems to come out on Tuesdays. Okay, so, so yeah, and we just end up looking like we're well behind the type. So, I mean, this is kind of like just an admin meeting at this point with everyone. It is, should, yeah, yeah. should we do like a Tuesday Mondays? Wait, no, it's <laughs> Tuesday. A movie Tuesdays? Just, it doesn't have the same ring. Tuesday Mondays? We've done that before. Tuesday Mondays, that's really good. Wednesday anyway, Mondays? That's, that's excellent. No, Wednesdays is booked up with uh, Weird oh, News. Oh, fuck yeah. So yeah, oh, we're yeah. kind of lost there. Um, <laughs> if this is your first episode, we normally don't cover admin at the start of the show. And if it's your second episode, or even more episodes than that, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on, it would really help us out. Can I just um, say as well, um, we also said last week that Zachary Levi seems like a nice man. And then on Tuesday, <gasps> he tweeted I've seen, <laughs> seen that. I had the I had the Ralph Wiggum you can see when his hair breaks moment, and I went, oh, yeah. oh no. There was a great tweets out of it though, being like James Gunn saving the DC universe, remaining DC <laughs> actors. Be like questioning. It's a fire to the whole thing. Dog, dog. At least Letitia Wright waited. She was a year out from Wakanda forever. So, like, let it yeah. die down. Whereas, Zachary, you, you're promoting it. Like, it's in February yeah. or March. Just, <laughs> D- just don't make yourself controversial for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so, look, I had a bit of a struggle putting this week's episode together because, obviously, there's a whole shit ton of announcements and reveals um, in regards to DC. Yes. But I also didn't want to just spend the whole episode talking all the DC stuff. So what I've cleverly done is we're going to start off with some other news that is just kind of general news. And then about, I would say, maybe 20 minutes in, when we've run out of boring shit to talk about, we're going to get into what was announced, what was not announced, and what we like or dislike. You probably dislike it all because you're a Marvel fanboy, you love the mouse, and you hate everything else, you bastard. Go on, Sean. Uh, I'm. Uh, where, how, what, what, what am I meant to pick up from there? What yes, talking and. point have you given me? Fuck yes, you. And me. <laughs> yes, and fuck you. Interesting. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off this week, Sean, with one of my favourite new current segments we're doing on Movie Mondays, which is what do we cover on a weekly basis nowadays? Is this speculation on who's going to play Mr. Fantastic? Marvel is eyeing Dave Patel for Fantastic Four reboot, says another rumour. Dave Patel seems like a fine choice, but this is just, what's the story here? Is that there's a rumour that a a good actor might be cast in a film? A new rumour suggests that Marvel is eyeing the actor Dave Patel for a major role in the MCU's Fantastic Four reboot, being Reed Richards. Now, I would not normally cover this. It's not really news. But, Sean, it's because there's been so many rumours of so many people playing Fantastic Four, I think it becomes funnier with every new rumour. So, last week we had Gosling. Um, we be- yeah. a few weeks before that it was the guy from you Penn um, Badgley yes Penn before Badgley. that it was Krasinski oh Krasinski was locked in and now we've got Dave Patel this could be this is shaping up to be like the strongest Fantastic Four movie of all time all four of them playing Reed Richards simultaneously 
The, I mean, look, that, that, look, that does happen in Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four. There is the Council of Reeds. So you could do that down the line oh. in the future. Oh. Uh, now, you could do like s- a thing from Fan 4 stick where uh, Sue Storm's hair changes seed to seed because of all the reshoots. All but you just do a change. reshoot where Penn Badgley walks in and then Dave Patel walks out. He's got a moldable face, you know. He's, he's a stretchy man. <laughs> um, I will say I prefer uh, Dave Patel over Ryan Gosling for Mr. Makes Fantastic. more sense. Yeah. And I feel that they would, it, like, I do think they are going to go a more endearing Mr. Fantastic in the MCU, I would say. We forgot We forgot Adam Driver, by the way. He was also announced like He was also in ago. the running. <laughs> Ooh, Adam Driver or Dev Patel? Who would I prefer? I think I would prefer Dev Patel for Mr. Fantastic and Adam Driver for Doom. I Yeah, I could see that more. I, I definitely, I think Adam Driver has a hint of, like, he could be Doom. Like, he has that edge to him. Whereas yeah, I think Dave Patel could bring a human side to Reed Richards that he sa- he sorely lacks. Absolutely, and I think Dev Patel would be more... He has more of what I think of as the build of Mr. Fantastic, whereas Adam Driver, big, wide boy, is, could be like a big, intimidating Doctor Doom. And mm. he, we, we know he'll do a lot of acting work in a mask as well, which is pretty good. Um, also, I mean, so so far the rumours are, uh, other than all of the, uh, so you have Patel, uh, you have Adam Driver, Diego Luna was also rumoured to be Reed Richards at one point. Yeah, don't Ryan, mind that. Ryan Gosling, then you got Krasinski, then you got Penn Badgley. So there's the six of them, they're all playing them at the exact same time. Um, on the opposite side, Elvis star Austin Butler, um, still talking in the Elvis accent, is rumoured to be lobbying to play Johnny Storm Human Torch then you also have I the Killing Eve's Jodie Comer Jodie Comer is now going to be Sue Storm so the, none of this is confirmed all of it's rumour everyone could be anyone and none of them could be any of them also that's the thing and still no rumoured casting for the thing either <laughs> well no that's Michael Chiklis no matter what happens Chiklis is locked in getting Chiklis back absolutely the um the uh, you don't, if he wasn't already John Walker, um, I think Wyatt Russell would be a pretty good uh, mm. Brent Grimm. Just see, in terms I, of acting. I, see, in my head, Chickless is waiting by the phone. He he sees all what's going on, all the all the rumors going around mm-hmm. for all the other castings, and he's just kind of thinking, "Well, there's only one man, like other, other me or Jamie Bell." And I don't think Jamie's coming back. In a fist so. fight, I mean, Chickless has it. <laughs> oh, Chickless, one punch. <laughs> Game over. It's not even a fight at that point. <laughs> but, uh, um, like, I, 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 the trend of just, you know, famous actor could be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I like that it's a recurring segment, but I don't yeah. know how much mileage we can get out of it. Other than I, I, oh, I just feel good. like it becomes more and more ridiculous every week because they're just. I think what happens is every single week they throw a dart at yeah. random white men in Hollywood or random men who have been lead actors in other projects, and they're like, "They're Reed Richards." Now they're they're locked yeah. in as Reed Richards. Of course they are. Um, Jodie Comer is probably the only one that has been rumored for Sue Storm. Um, I think that's very good. If you got Jodie Comer and Austin Butler as Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, that's a pretty powerful duo. Um, I think they would I, play off each other quite well as well. Like mm. the just in terms of that, what I want to do, and we'll we'll kind of take charge of this segment. I think is who's who are they going to predict next 
<laughs> oh, we try and call it for next week. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Right. So they have to have hair. Yeah. They have to be like handsome leading man. Let's say between um, 30 hmm. and 40, maybe. It has to be 30 and 40. Or can play 30 uh, and 40, I would say. Oh, um, what about uh, Schmidt from <laughs> Max Greenfield from New Girl? I mean, <laughs> not a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, On a similar note, I would say who, Glenn who Howard could it from be? All Was Sunny. That, that's always your pick. So that if you, but I think okay. So we've got comedy. Now we need to pick like a, a, someone who's been in movies that they can reroute towards this movie. Who's been, people? Not that, like I mean, like not to fucking cast aspersions, but like people who have been in actual movies. No, as in like um, like a big movie in the past two years. You have to be in a big movie in the past two years to qualify, apparently, for this weird rumor mill that they just randomly pick people. Okay, and I'm going to have to Google this. What movies came out in the last two years? What I know, movies ever came out? I know the basis of this show is all about movies and how we know things about movies. But Robert Jesus Pattinson. Christ, I cannot um, think of any. Um, Timothy Chalamet, Robert Pattinson... Um, Chalamet couldn't do it Robert Pattinson I don't think he wants to (laughs) Tom Holland is already locked in you can't do him yeah Um, Brendan Fraser probably pretty busy I would say Um, Bill Nye Bill Nye I haven't go for it damn it he's already in it but Barry Barry could do Paul Meskel Reed Richards okay I'm going to throw something at you Connor and I think yeah. I think Paul Meskel, he's we're saving him for down the line. You know, yeah, I yeah, think okay, he's cool. going to be an X Men. He might be Cyclops. Now, you, I need you to predict this because this is where we earn our chops here. So go on, whoever you say next, they're definitely <laughs> going to be predicted. Donald Gleason. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Could work. Could work. Rachel McAdams, Sue Storm. Think about it. Bill Nye, the thing. <laughs> Bill Nye is the thing. Bill Nye is the thing. Oh, Bill Nye is the thing. Who's left? So you got Get Johnny Paul Storm. Mescal in then as Johnny Storm. Yeah, Paul can come in to do Johnny Storm. And you've got the perfect casting for this movie. I'd like to see, see Bill Nye play Ben Grimm. I will also accept Colin Farrell as Ben Grimm. To be fair, the nicest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Like and Zachary I think he'd Levi, like that. Yeah. And Zachary Levi, the other <laughs> nicest man in the world. <laughs> he does his own research as that guy. Fair play to him. Um, yeah, I don't know who they're going to pick, but I hope now that you've said it, Donald Gleeson, um, currently watching The Patient with him and Steve Very Carell. Good. We finished um, that the other excellent, night. Excellent. Really, um, really good. Really enjoyed and that. And there are only 20-minute episodes. Yes, we were watching it week on week it was torture but oh no yeah, yeah. No. real good though real good <laughs> real good Steve Carell is fucking Steve Carell Ben Grimm oh that would work well actually I mean he might be a bit old the <laughs> <laughs> age him just Donald and Steve had such a good time doing the patient yeah. 
do it again. <laughs> we simply have to cast them in Fantastic Four. It would be Four. so funny if you cast Steve Carell in the Fantastic Four movie and then Krasinski was out at Reed Richards and everyone's like, ah, for fuck's sake. God damn it. <laughs> One chance. Um, so yes, Dave Patel, an excellent actor, um, is one of those where we can't even give it a second thought because he's so excellent, but at the same time, there's loads of people that are excellent that they're just running through them. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news and I'm excited to know what's going to happen with that movie I, I'm excited to know what rumour's going to pop up next week of who's oh, we'll playing wait who. patiently and um, see there's, Gosling was the most laughable there's no way Gosling signed no that no way that's happening no at way. all um, we're moving on Sean to a bit of news in regards to Tomb Raider um, so you might remember a few years ago Tomb Raider was rebooted again um, yeah <clears throat> It was, a uh, yeah, like the game or the movies? Cause so the movie, so Alicia Vikander, um, yes, do you remember that yeah. like, t- in like 2018, was it, or something like that? Um, yeah, and magic's not real, but it is real, but she still doesn't believe yeah. it's real or something. So they wanted to reboot it, and then they, for the last few years they've been working on how are they going to do another movie, um, never really got off the ground, but now we've learned that Tomb Raider will be getting his own TV series for Amazon. It'll be an Amazon exclusive, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's pretty good. But the person writing and working on it is Miss Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who will be writing and producing the Tomb Raider TV series for Amazon. Very, very interesting. Interesting. Uh, that seems you- like a very strong duo to put together. It does. It does seem re- like you give just Phoebe, give Phoebe Waterbridge Amazon money to make a very good, yeah, Tomb Raider adventure TV series. She, I think she's like along the lines of like Matt Reeves or like um, or Greta Gerwig or like someone just we're just like yeah they're really good. <laughs> if they're on a yeah, project, like, it's probably real good. <laughs> yeah, has proved countless times how talented they are. Like. Fleabag, just everyone like. Of course, it's the example to use, but like, it's just such a good fucking solid series that's completely Mm. different than anything else in the genre. Just give that woman all the money in the world to do whatever she wants. Um, Mm. Now I will like, and also she will have because a lot of the Amazon series are really good. The Boys is class, Invincible, really, really good, and others. But then you have occasionally a Rings of Power, which Mm. is excellent. Absolute dog shit, in my opinion. It's the most expensive TV show ever made, and it lost me after an episode and a half. And I love Lord of the Rings, but it had fuck all to do with Lord of the Rings. So, if you give someone the creative control and just the freedom to just be like, just tell a story in the Tomb Raider world, I think that's a better way of doing it than, okay, now you need to adapt Tomb Raider to 2016 game perfectly and just make Mm. that for Amazon on screen. And and I think I mean I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to ask is just is there a market for a Tomb Raider series? But I think there is. I think actually the Tomb Raider project works a lot better in terms of like a series. I think um, so, especially if you go from the more recent games. They're more RPG and story based rather than the other ones, which are just kind of like platformy adventure games. I, I'm kind uh, of thinking, like, all the all of the island scenes in Arrow, like the yeah. TV show, but like in a Lara Croft, Tomb Raider kind of situation. If Uncharted can get a mildly successful movie out of it, 
<laughs> I think Tomb Raider deserves at least a season to prove But the, it's actually, good. that's a good point is that the Uncharted movie is just fine. And I'm yeah. like, I would use that as evidence to be like, we could tell a much better story in a series over uh, six half an hour long episodes and we work it through that way. Um, I don't want a fucking crazy shit like a 15 episode season, like fuck that. But like, you do six episodes, I think you could you could pack it a really, really good story, and especially with Phoebe Waller-Bridge there writing it. Um, yeah. I think I think it could be really, really strong for from Amazon's point of view. It could also be shit, but I'm, I'm hoping it's good. <laughs> That's true. And like, I, I hope they lean away from some of the, you know, the just fight a big monster at the end. I'd rather it be mm. just like subtly weird and pseudo magical, but mostly it's about treasure hunting. Y- you're looking for a certain national treasure movie Maybe. to be remade with Laura Croft. I think that's exactly what I'm looking for, honestly. <laughs> yes. Just a good old fashioned treasure hunt. I want like her to solve riddles. Like I want yeah. the riddles to make no fucking sense. Like suddenly has to hit a certain stone at a certain angle for but to you, open you can the gate. You only move the stone by spinning around some stick that's in the wall of course. or some shit. And the birds like claw, like they crow out a song note, and you have to yeah. find the right note to put into the stone to open the gate. I think it's Tomb Raider Underworld. But you break into a tomb and you fight a T-Rex, I'm fairly sure. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that, but I, I just remember that's what happened. <laughs> do you remember when she fought those dogs in Lara Croft Tomb Raider 2? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was... Yeah, you I wanted mean, to fight some dogs in this series. Yeah, I just fight some request. two big fucking dogs. <laughs> two? No, what I want, I want the dog from Harry Potter, the first one. The yeah. three-headed dog, uh, Fluffy... I want Fluffy to come back, make its big screen uh, re-debut, mm-hmm. and just eat Lara Croft. All right, we can. I can. I'll get. I'll get Phoebe on the phone. We'll. We'll discuss. To be that, continued to pop up at the end, T-B-C. and it's just like her legs like shaking over its mouth. And then we release episode two, and it's literally just her dead, and the dog goes back to sleep, <laughs> and the dog crying. Just like, what did I do? The dog has to come to terms with the guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah. I, I think, and then you, you change the focus from from the tomb raiding to the dog's sadness and, and trying to overcome the the depths of sadness that he's feeling due to but the, the fact end, that he, he can't. Death. He turns to drink. Yeah. He turns to drink and then ultimately decides that raiding tombs is for him. Yeah, he retires in in misery, lives in squalor. Um, and it's not a happy ending, la- Connor. And the last line, it's a wolf life. Um, and Phoebe Waller, you can take that. You can, you can, yeah. Phoebe. Honestly, you can have that for free. But somebody has to look at that dog and say it's been a wolf life, and then cut to black. That's that's all we want. Um, and that's look. the end of episode three. <laughs> so four then comes out. <laughs> Just keep going. Four then comes out, and you're in. It's a dream that the dog has in his dying moments. <laughs> It just gets worse and worse. And Tom Holland is playing a young bartender. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg is there some, for some reason, but he's his character from Transformers. The, do you know in Transformers, apparently Sam Witwicky, uh, Shia LaBeouf's character in Transformers, yes. apparently he's canonically dead in that Transformers universe. I think they killed him to not bring him back, yeah. Killed him off screen because when I'm when yeah. Optimus Prime and here they called him Amazon Prime when Optimus Prime is reintroduced 
he like turns on and he just goes Sam run and then that's that's apparently the confirmation of Sam's death he gets killed in that last fight because he didn't run fast enough didn't run fast enough because he's a human mm. man with legs he's a human man with legs but did did Optimus did Amazon Prime did Optimus Prime not do like next day delivery and like catch up no so, well, no because he's Optimus Prime he's not Amazon oh, sorry. Prime you see yeah, yeah, yeah sorry no I've, no, I've mixed that up they bought a Prime in the name like that fucking drinks brand there, there's the search engine optimization. Prime energy drink I don't know what it's about <laughs> It's a drink. Good stuff, guys. Gives energy, apparently. It's hard to find. People are doing fake ones, I think. Mm, mm. How do mm. you do a fake drink? I'd, 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 well, I'd wager like the liquid is... It's more of the label that people are buying it for. You know? You just fake it. <laughs> Me and you, obviously, we're kind of... We, we go after the labels ourselves. We're label guys. Um, That's true. I'm sitting here in my Ralph Lauren like, top and uh, my uh, Chanel sneakers... There you go. There you go. I'm wearing a white t-shirt and grey tracksuit pants. I don't know where For they're Halloween from. For Halloween every year, we put on a black bag. And no matter what you were, you wore a black bag. You wore a black bag. You had maybe a mask and some kind of yeah. prop. If you yeah. were lo- It was usually a scythe or a devil pitchfork. Oh, I was the devil for many a year. Many oh, I've a been year. many a devil. Many a devil. Uh, <laughs> at Grim Reaper one year, that was pretty good. Vampire. Uh, Darth Vader, I went as. Black bag came in really handy that year. <laughs> really saved time. I must say, this might be our worst episode. <laughs> what? No, we've had worse episodes. <laughs> we've definitely had worse. Listen to next um, week's one. No, I can't wait. <laughs> Gotta be shit. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And I knew this was news you were waiting for. And that is Bad Boys 4 is happening. Because the last one was called Bad Boys 3 4 Life. And yeah. now this one is Bad Boys 4 3 Life, I can only assume. Bad Boys and it's about nature. <laughs> five ever <laughs> Will Smith Martin Lawrence they have officially announced that this is Will Smith's big comeback um, and he's doing Bad Boys 4 let's hope it doesn't get too successful that it's nominated for any awards uh, I don't think there'll be any <laughs> issue with that wasn't Bad Boys for Life one of the top grossing movies of 2020 because it came out just before Covid or something? Yeah, I, I seen it in the cinema. It was actually that. better than it had any right to be. I'll be honest I've with heard you. It was that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was better than it needed to be, which I would give it the ultimate respect because I'm like I was expecting terrible and it was it was grand. I, you'd, you'd watch it. And was it left off in a good place that it deserves a fourth movie, do you think? I mean, this is this is pre-pandemic. Do you think I can remember a movie from January of 2020 pre the whole pandemic? Uh, no, probably <laughs> did, did not. That was the correct answer. I seen it once. Um, I'm trying to remember, did anyone die? I think no. They were both still alive, but they were very old. They were too old for this oh. shit at the end of the last one. So I assume they're still too old, maybe even older, but they're out of retirement for one last job. Do you think they get pulled back in like they're already retired or is it like two weeks from retirement situation? I, I'm pretty positive Martin Lawrence was retired in the last one and then came out of retirement because Will Smith was like still trying to be young and hip and he was like, I need your help, partner. These these people are killing people. I have no desire. I have no desire to see bad boys for life. So I have no desire to see 
the next Bad Boys movie, I will be honest. Again, as we determined <laughs> last week, Connor, I don't like movies anymore. That is actually, if you missed the ending of Movie Mondays last week, Sean decided after a whole hour <laughs> talking about Oscars that he didn't like movies. It was a very real personal moment that just slipped yeah. out on, on Mike. Yeah, I've had several messages during the week of just, is he is he alright? Is, is he actually, okay? Or is that a bitch? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, good. Good, thank God. No, don't worry about me. I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually worse <laughs> I shouldn't have said jump for that nah nah no one cares it's fine <laughs> did you actually do people care no no no, don't. no heavens no Sean <laughs> no and actually actually uh, people were against it viciously they were like get him off the show if he's against movies get him off it get in someone who likes movies mm. Keep yeah. him for so I'm news, bringing though, in Mark fine. Wahlberg uh, next week and Zachary Levi they're my new two co-hosts um, yeah. he's gonna be a okay. good one Look, I, I, I'm sure you'll get listenership, I will be honest. Ezra, Ezra's coming in. My God, what a force that'll be. Um, so, look, and obviously Jared is, Jared is replacing me. Jared is, no, Jared is, <laughs> you're leaving as well. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving, if Jared's coming, I'm leaving. I want nothing to do with that, man. Um, so, Sean, before we get into DC News, one last thing I wanted to cover is that they're doing a Michael Jackson biopic. Did you hear this? He's being played by his nephew. I have one question. Should we really do a biopic for this man? No, I don't think so. Look, he he, he made some very good music. Oh, good was, music. There was also uh, all kinds of... Yeah. Allegations and things. Did they touch? Did they touch on that? It was easier. Is it going to be addressed was, at all? Is my question. It, it was easier when it was Elton John. <laughs> I yeah, somehow that was easier to cover in a biopic. And like Elton John, and then like Whitney, like Whitney did drugs, but like to herself, and that movie doesn't really cover it. Um, this is a bit more left field. I don't know how you kind of cover the later years, but cover the good music. But it'll have it'll have a fucking great soundtrack. Oh, I'm sure the soundtrack will be great. Maybe that's it. I just mm. want to re-release a load of music. But mm. like, I no, I I maybe maybe just don't make this one. You know, just if I could, <laughs> if I could suggest that it's not worth it. <laughs> oh man, I seen that news and I was just like, oh, that'll have great tunes. But at the same time, um, it's like oh, so difficult. The worst an idea. Yeah. <laughs> On surface level, fucking fantastic idea. But yeah. then, like, you think about for the longer you think about, it, you're like, wait, how are they gonna? How are they gonna cover all that other stuff? <laughs> I don't know if the title has been announced either, but they're gonna call it Moonwalk or some shit, aren't they? I know. I think it's just called Michael. Ah, right. Bold move. I, there's been lots of Michaels, but I suppose he is one of the big ones. He's one of the most memorable ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For better or worse. Um, the official name of uh, Mickey Mouse, obviously, so Michael Mouse. So Michael be hard Mouse, to yeah. not mix them two up. That's, that's and then Michael Chiklis, uh, famed <laughs> actor of the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in thinking it's Michael Chiklis. <laughs> What's going on? What's all this singing about? <laughs> when are they getting to Rise of the Silver Surfer? <laughs> What's all this dancing they're doing? Um, Sean, I think we need to. I think it's time. I think it's okay. time that we finally tackle the the big news story. It's six days old because uh, all movies are bastards. Um, Sean, the DC slate, it has yeah. finally been unveiled. The big plan. So obviously DC's had a rough few years. 
um, due to the fact they kept making bad movies and then changing the movies and then hiring people that were alright um, yeah. but now they've got a plan they've got Peter Safford they've got James Good. they're in um, they had one winner last year Robert Pattinson's the Batman but that's not technically part of their universe so but, they had to create their own universe <laughs> but they're now officially calling it Elseworlds which is pretty cool uh, that is true, and, and that's very comic booky. You always have some sort of Elseworlds thing going on. I kind of like that. Um, but Sean, James Gunn has announced the whole new DC slate. Uh, this will cover theaters and TV screens, um, and the DC studios are now doing a full pronged attack. Just as everyone's getting so excited about all of the Marvel properties we're seeing on streaming services and movies. This is the perfect time to launch this, is it not? It's I uh, look, I I I it's it's nice that there's a plan. You know? <laughs> yes. That's I, I that's super refreshing to hear that there's at least been thought put into where the thing is going and what the stories are going to do to help it get there. Yeah, I think I think it's different different levels. I think like Marvel is the kid that's got all A's for years. So when they start getting B's, you're like, "What's going on, lads?" I'm starting to get a bit. But the the DC kid is the guy sticking the crayons up his nose, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. he suddenly is like, "I'm studying for this test," and he pulls out a C plus. If he pulls out a B, you're like. Fucking fantastic! Fucking fair play to you, lad. You really fair turned it around. You've never had yeah. a plan before. Yeah, and like there's, he was saying, the plan is for the next like ten years. Um, yes. Now that's an exhausting concept to think of. Way too, too say. way too long. Way too, too long. It's look, no, it's too long. No, it's not even that's too long. It's just like, oh man, ten more years of just everything, you know, all the time. <laughs> This is going back to last week. No, no I'll dial it back. I'll dial it back. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, we have to be excited about living, Sean. <laughs> I don't think I... No, I'm not going to... That's so, rule one. <laughs> excited about life. But it was confirmed then that The Flash is still going ahead. Aquaman is still going ahead. Yes. Blue Beetle is still going ahead. Yes, as of right now. Which is great news. And Shazam is still going ahead. Unfortunately, yes. Flash is confirmed to reset the universe, but Aquaman and Blue Beetle are coming out after Flash. Yes. So does that mean that they're in the reset universe? Or that it's a before the reset story that's being told? They might get away with it with Aquaman in that he's underwater. <laughs> no, we can't see what's happening on Earth. Um, deep in the trench. He's deep in the trench. Uh, Blue Beetle, I think they might get away with it because they just keep it as like a standalone story. Don't touch on mm-hmm. anybody else. Then you can kind of keep this new character there. Um, Blue Beetle could actually be a nice way to... Because he comes back from the future. No, that's Booster Gold, I'm thinking of. That's Never Booster mind. Gold, yeah. Never um, mind. So the first chapter will be called Chapter 1, God and Monsters. Um, and we basically got revealed of all the projects they're doing. He, it's also been mentioned that some of them will be PG-13, some of them will be rated R. Um, so it, they're all going to be... The ones that need an R rating will actually be, like, I suppose, faithfully adapted. I think that's what they're going with. So they're going with, it's going to start at a PG-13, and if the project needs it, they can move it to R, depending on the project that they're going to put out. So, like, a Suicide okay. Squad movie could be an R, and they have a Swab Tig movie, that would be a, probably an R, as it's a horror movie. But then the Superman yeah. movie probably doesn't need to be an R, 
PG-13. Just snapping necks. Left just right. snapping necks all over the place. That's <laughs> um, Park Hen's neck. That's how he dies in this one. I, that scene was going around Twitter this week again of like Park Hent in the tornado. And everyone was yeah. like, it's such a good scene because he can't control his powers. And I'm like, it's a much better scene when Park Hent has a heart attack because then Clark is the only thing Clark can't stop. It yeah, just, like, like he's the strongest man in the world. But doesn't matter. He can't stop a fucking heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the, uh, so now we kind of know what's what's being put out. So, a few of them are obviously for HBO Max uh, or like for streaming services. Like for example, Waller. Uh, Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller in her, in her own like small little series, um, mm-hmm. written by the writer of Watchmen um, and the creator of Doom Patrol. So, like. She's coming back. Obviously, people were like, but why is Viola Davis coming back? But then the follow-up to that should always be, well, it's my Viola Davis, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. As of, like, what, fucking yesterday, EGOT winner, is she? <laughs> if they have Viola Davis, I don't give a fuck what changes you make to the rest of the universe. You keep Viola Davis around, because she's real good. <laughs> she can be the fucking constant in this world. Yeah. Um, and also, she's great She's great casting as Amanda Waller, so why not? Um... So the first movie that will launch these new movies or this new slate will officially be Superman Legacy, um, mm. which will be f- which will they're starting with a Superman movie again. The release date is July eleventh, twenty twenty five. It's been penciled in, um, and so Peter Safford was kind of talking about it, um, and to kick it off, he said it's not an origin story. This Superman is not an origin story, first and foremost. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Um, he is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the America way. He is kindness in a world that takes that kindness is old-fashioned. That's how they pitch it. God. This sounds like the animated Superman, doesn't it? I mean, you could just do that Superman. It'd be real good. <laughs> be real, real good, right? Like, uh, uh, there's, there, there, there's a lot of good in that show that you could take a lot from also kind of sounds a little bit small Billy you just in terms of are you saying somebody save me should be played at the start of this movie wouldn't it be mad all I'm saying (laughs) wouldn't it be mad if they played somebody save me at the start of this movie get Welling back in Welling is around get him back right it's mad that Um, he didn't come back for the Arrowverse at all like in he came back for um, the crisis what the crisis is did he come back or did they recast him in that no, no, he came back for, like, the very last one, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, there was a few crises, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, like, there was like one at the end of every season. But there was one where him and Lois Lane were married on a farm. Um, ah, that's and he, nice, And then. Tom Welling was there, yeah. Okay, that's what I'd allow it so. Uh, mm. But I like the idea of just a happy, not miserable Superman movie. That sounds great. Seem, it seems interesting to do that character as a maybe a happy character. I mean, it's, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Maybe as a counterpoint to a darker, more cynical character that we might meet down mm. the line. But then ultimately the two of them end up becoming respectful for each other's ways. Even though that they are completely different, they will still respect each other's at how they get things done because they, they know that the other person is coming from the right place. Why those two people could only be described as the world's finest superheroes. 
<laughs> It'll never work. It'll never work. we got to have him dark, too. They need to fight in the first time they meet. Fight to the death. Um, one of my favourite comic book panels of all time, I think it's from, like, a Super Sons comic. It's uh, Catwoman and Batman going to meet Lois and Clark. And... It's like, it just basically shows, like, it's like the couple coming to a party, right? So they know they're going, like, a double date. Um, and it's Catwoman and Batman on the rooftops. And they're, like, jumping along. And Bruce is like, Clark is the greatest man alive. Like, he literally came from nothing. His whole plan exploded. He's the only person left. He's And he just literally strives for good and decency. And then yeah. it cuts from to Superman. And he's talking to Lois. And, lo- and he's like... Literally, Bruce is the greatest man. He came from such depths of darkness and sadness that he's used. That. And it's literally like, I don't know how many pages it is, but it's one of my favorite comic book reads. I'm just like, you see these two people that are just like, they're the, he's the greatest. Like, the two of them, like, idolize each other. And then when they meet up, they're just like, how's it going? Yeah. How? Yeah, hi. Yeah, and they just yeah. like, play cool. <laughs> just like, never tell each other how they feel. <laughs> It's like any time we meet up, Connor. Of course. Of course. You're constantly telling me how great I am. And you are silent for the most part. <laughs> very silent. Um, I, I do like that they're starting with Superman because I think it would be very easy to start with Batman. Um, and yeah. I think they would be... I thought they'd be quite scared of Superman uh, to start with. But I think it's like straight out, guns on the table. Look, this is it. This is what we're starting with. Superman's got to start this. Absolutely. And it also has the benefit of it gives Matt Reeves' Batman time to breathe as well. Mm-hmm. And to be like the the ongoing Batman series for a little while. Because you're still getting the best yeah. of both worlds. DC is still getting money from both of them. But you just have to focus on Superman at the start. And, and I mean, obviously it's going to be a slightly confusing with people like, oh, why are there two Batmans? Um, but at the same time, I think people have a brain and they can be like, well, this is just like in comic books, it happens all the time. It's just like, this is not in canon, but this is a cool story. I just thought up and we're just going to write one novel about it. And then yeah, they release like, it, they're like, oh, that's fucking great. Movies are explaining time travel and multiverse every, in 30 seconds every fucking mm. six months at this point. Audiences are generally on board with the concept, I feel. Um, and also, it's going to be a younger cast for everything at the minute. So they're taking like a younger Superman, but he also oh, has Jesus, been Superman for a little bit. The casting rumours for these are going to it's be going a to be mad. nightmare. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, they're going to cast every every white guy with black hair <laughs> under yeah. 35 will be, ca- will be rumoured for this role. Ben um, Badgley. Actually, you could just take the same, the exact same rumors and just move it across. Um, I'd like to see someone who's not well known, perhaps. I mean, yeah. why not? Kind of like Henry Cavill when he was cast in Man of Steel. Like, he wasn't a super famous star at that point. The issue is, I mean, Henry Cavill is kind of the perfect casting. Like, they, kind of, yeah. they already got the perfect casting, they just fucked it up. So, will they get that lucky again? Is the question. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be someone, and it can't be just like, oh, this is, they look like Superman, they need to like, like Chris Evans for Captain America. Yeah. You need that level of, no, this person just embodies the character. And the thing about this is, Superman movies will get better the bigger the world is, and 
I think that's literally the same with Captain America. So the first Captain America movie is fine. It's grand. Like, it's grand, right? But he works way better when you put him in the modern times and you have all these other things going on around him. And he's like, we should stick to the good... Like, we should try and be our best. And everyone's like, yeah, but this is for the greater good. We're just going to, like, do this, like, this underhanded tactic for the greater good. Then you have a compelling character there. Yeah, like, Captain America in the Marvel Universe is his old school values and principles Mm. and things like that. Not in a racist way. No, 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 no. You know, in a just decency and fairness kind of a way. Uh, (laughs) But Clark is like, he's small town values. Where it's like, no, family and looking after people and helping where you can. That's what he brings to the table as the super powerful alien outsider. And and I always find Superman as a character is so much more interesting when you surround him with other people. And he's like the only level head in the room. And he's like, this is fucked. Like, what we're doing here is fucked. And I'm also the most powerful, but I'm not going to be like the most vocal. I'm just like, this is this is real bad. Yeah, and that's why Superman doesn't have to be a boring character. Um, Because, yeah, he has all these powers and he's basically unstoppable. But he will refuse to do something because he doesn't believe in it. Yeah. And he has to grapple with that. Like, that's his conflict. And he's he's the only person left of of all of his kind. Um, Yeah. I I just genuinely recommend those panels to anyone. I I think it's literally a Super Sons comic book. I could be wrong there. Uh, But yeah, it's so... That like perfectly encapsulates why these two characters work well together and why they could also work separately. Um, And so Superman Legacy, I think, is a great start. Don't do an origin story. Um, I'm interested to see how they go. I hope it goes well and it's not... It's not tame enough that people are, like, turned off immediately. And they're like, oh, this is a boring new remake of Superman, yada, 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 all the usual shit that you hear. Um, This is the Superman movie, I think, it is James Gunn written and directed, is how it's going to be as well. I think it's written by James Gunn. I don't know if it's being directed by James Gunn. Okay, written anyway. But he he is creating the Superman that he wants for his DC universe. Mm. So at least there's that level of consistency from the start, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we also have Lanterns, which is going to be a Green Lanterns TV show, uh, which is pretty cool, which will be mm. worked on by Greg Berlanti, who's been, I mean, um, he's been working on Arrow, Flash, all that whole universe for years and years. Um, and so he'll be doing a Green Lantern show, which um, our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective, Peter Safford said. Cool. It's terrible. <laughs> it will feature prominent Lanterns heroes like Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Um, and they, this plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. So what will probably happen is it'll cover Hal Jordan and John Stewart on Earth. There's a maybe something happens in space. The Lanterns have to go and try and stop it. And that might lead into a big bad coming to Earth that will lead to the team up of the Justice League. I assume. That makes sense, that that level of threat is what's needed to bring the Justice League together. And mm. are we saying that they're already the Lanterns at this point? Like, you're not going to have the ring finding or choosing one? Or do you bring in one of them as the rookie? Yeah, I think that's how you do it. I think, if I mean, if you're doing True Detective, you either pick Hal or John, and one of them, the, one of them is the rookie, and one of them is... Uh, has been there for a few years on Earth and is like teaching him the ropes of how it all works. And by, and by extension, teaching us how it all yeah. works. Yeah. 
Um, I, ho- I hope that's a good show. I think, I mean, Lanterns have, haven't really had anything to do with like TV or series or anything. So I'm interested to see if they can play it off. Like we had that one movie, Ryan Reynolds, real bad. Real um, bad. Famously bad. <laughs> <laughs> but Green Lantern's a really cool character. We talked about Kyle Rayner on the show um, for Hero Zero. Kyle Rayner's so fucking cool. Kyle Rayner's so, really, really fucking cool. I really, really like cool. Kyle Rayner. So um, I know, and I think at least it's given. It's you're not trying to shoehorn all the Green Lantern stuff into a two and a half hour movie. Like yeah, you can spread um, it out over a longer time. They also have announced Paradise Lost, uh, which what the is, fuck is and Paradise I, I, Lost. <laughs> did you Did you hear about this one? I did, um, I did, but it, that's the, the Temescara one, is it? It is, but they described it as, this is a HBO Max series as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace. I'm just not... To, like I, No, and look, that sounds interesting. That really, really does. I just How much stories can you tell around that island? Mm, I don't know how, that from how the much, comics. I don't know what goes on there. And, and I suppose it's... A, then carries over as you can tell a lot of stories but how much of it carries over into the bigger picture of what yeah. you're doing um, um, unless yeah. Wonder Woman is in it why should we care because otherwise then in the next big team up Wonder Woman will just be like yeah there's some mad shit going on back in Temescara, but I mean we have this big fucking alien here so I'm just going to fight this guy <laughs> and look I'm fully prepared to be wrong and I hope I'm like I just I don't it's the one that seems the least connected to me at the minute because Themyscira is this hidden island that you don't that I have not heard so much about aside from unless, brief unless um, Wonder Woman is in it like unless she is also in the series in some form true true um, and you get to learn her origin again I guess I, I maybe not origin maybe like her rise through the ranks of how it happened Something like that. I mean, I but they probably would pay like the contract to be movie and series. Um, so you'd probably just end up with like a, a dramatic series of, as I said, a Game of Thrones style drama, whereas like it's just scheming a political intrigue, which I think could be pretty quite cool. But as you said, it might be also one that people look at and go, "Do I need to watch this? If there's so much yeah. shit going on, is this valuable to what I'm also bringing into other things?" Yeah, and the, and there's, that's nothing to say that it won't be good. It very likely will if they put enough thought and effort behind it. I think it's like, uh, I think it's like the Penguin uh, show for like um, Matt Reeves, like or like the new the the police department one, the Gotham police. Like, oh yeah, those shows are like okay, fair enough. <laughs> but like once again, will when we watch it, will that carry over to something else? Although once again, this could be really fucking good. Um, it could just be a really good show that you watch and go, that's real good. That didn't carry over anything else. It's just a good show. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And, like, it's there if you want it. No one's forcing you to watch it. Yeah. Um, I hope all of the, like, with the, the fact that it's HBO Max as well, I hope a lot of it does come internationally in an accessible way. Like, it comes to Now TV in Ireland and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. Um, so then we also have a, a Swamp Thing movie coming out. Yeah. Um, and now this is pretty big because they did cancel Swamp Thing already on the series. Um, I think that got cancelled after four episodes. <laughs> pretty positive. I think it got, yeah, it got cancelled before the full series was out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but more so than that, uh, we have now learned that the man who directed Logan, Mr. James Mangold, is in talks to direct Swab Ting, the movie. That would be pretty cool. I They're would doing say. like a horror, a horror style Swab Ting movie with James Mangold in to direct. I do like that. I do like that. <laughs> I I will say I want to see Indiana Jones 5 before I make final judgment on whether I'm excited or not. Mm, mm, that, but if he can pull a good movie out of that, I mean, we we got to trust him with anything. That's the thing. That would be the ultimate test. And we, we discussed him a while ago. Like, he's had few misses um, throughout his career. Mm. So hopefully Indiana Jones won't be one of them. Him doing a horror does sound really, really interesting to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, obviously he had Logan as well, like, um, and that's Rar. a character who's a, an isolated character who's, like, trying to become better. Swab Tig is basically that. <laughs> I think you do, you do a Swab Tig movie, I think you could do a really, really fucking good one as well. Um, yeah, and, like, with, with Logan, he's not, he wasn't shy, he wasn't shying away from the gross aspects of Logan, like, the blood and the guts and the, the claw like you know the things that would work in a Swamp Thing horror movie hmm also really interesting they went straight for Swamp Thing as like a big ensemble because he's like part of in the DC the green which is like all of nature like he's connected all. it's a bit mystical and a bit yeah it's like it, it's very hard to do that straight out the gate but they're going for it straight away. Like, this is a weird area of, like, a dark area of the DC universe that he's not really going to interact with Superman and Batman and all them, but he's there, and you can watch it, and I think it could be really cool. But will it be as good, though, as Man-Thing from Werewolf by Night, Connor, on uh, the Marvel yes. side of things? I, I, I think it will, yes. <laughs> you think so? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wes Craven directed the the first one in, like, the 80s, of Swab Tank, but I mean, you could do, uh, I'd be interested to see how this goes. Um, then we all, what we also have is uh, a Supergirl movie is also happening uh, yeah. called Woman of Tomorrow. That was announced. Um, and I'm not quite sure if it's the Supergirl that was cast in the Flash movie or if they're picking a brand new uh, Supergirl for like a recasting I don't know if that's actually been finalised but really cool that they're doing like Superman Supergirl straight out yeah they're two heavy hitters in terms of like scaling the strength of characters in your universe because mm. what's been announced is like Superman Supergirl Green Lanterns Wonder Woman and then Swamp and Thing, Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, did you hear Dave Batista said instead of Bane, he thinks he'd like to play Lex Luthor? And I was yeah. like, yes, yes, Dave. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter that did um, Dave Batista as Hugo Strange. Also like, great, yeah. That fits really well, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think a Supergirl, idea, very similar to Superman, is that it's a fucking great character. Really, really interested. And I think it can be done really well um and i think it works well as like uh she starts off it's it's interesting because superman will come first so the supergirl movie would have to probably be like 20 27 28 yeah something like that you know what you need in this is an established super bad so supergirl turns up and is just like i'm here too 
and then they got to work together. Like you need, a, you need some where like then family becomes more important because now there's only now there's two of them. And they're the only two that are left. Yeah, and Supergirl had had a different upbringing. Like she was yeah. on a, like a fragment of Krypton that survived and shit like that. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they, they work with that. Obviously, it's just announced at the minute, so we don't have any further uh, knowledge. Like, with the Superman movie, we know Gunn is working on it. Like, he's writing it, might direct it. Supergirl, we know nothing um, yeah, at the moment. it's just a plan at the minute. It's just a plan. And lastly, Sean, well, there's, I no more news. there's no more DC news <laughs> now. We can move <laughs> lastly, on from that I wanted to cover forever. Is that there will be a DCU pro- project for a character known as... Uh, Ma- Bat Batman Batman um, Batman he, yes he, he, he might not he know a lot about him, Connor <laughs> a big bowl of water all the time and that is Batman um, his project The Brave and the Bold will follow Bruce Wayne and his son Damien Wayne as the dynamic duo as Batman and Robin huge okay so this is going to be the first time we've seen a Robin since Chris O'Donnell, I want to say, in live action. That is true, yes. Yeah, Not no, counting is, Titans, well, we because the no suit. one counts We've seen the suit in, in Batman vs. Superman, but that's it. That's, yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw this to you. What do you think of this announcement? Think it's real cool. Think it's real cool. good. Nice. Um, but also, real scared. <laughs> real scared. It's going to no, be bad. Can't be, can't be hurt again. You can't go through it. Can't be hurt again. So what really interested me was that they said that uh, they're going to be introducing um, uh, Damien Wayne, who they called a little son of a bitch, an assassin and a murderer. So it does sound like James Gunn knows exactly who Damien Wayne is. Very yeah. good start. Um, I also think Damien's like the easiest, he's probably the easiest buy-in, is that Bruce had a son, he grew up in the League of Assassins, he comes back and then he's like, he's a murderer but he wants to do good because his dad is Batman. Um, yeah, but his, but his granddad is Ray Ghoul. It's easier to buy than oh, this kid's a really good circus performer, but his parents yeah. were murdered. This kid also a really good circus performer, but his parents <laughs> were murdered. But this kid's smart, not a circus performer, but his kids are murdered. He trained, he trained really hard. Now he's basically a circus performer. Um, so yeah, I it's one of those where I was like, they're doing a Batman and Robin movie what the fuck, no way. And then they were like, they're doing Damien. And I was like, no. And then I was like, wait, no, actually, yeah, that does actually make more sense. And That's then, Sean, my brain thinks, well, I mean, they don't need to do a Robin movie if Nightwing already exists in this universe. See, this is the thing, is does Nightwing already exist? Have the other Robins happened? Or is Damien the first Robin? No, I think you gotta do the other ones. I think you gotta do at least Dick. Because... I think that's what brings Damien... When Damien comes in, he's even more annoyed because there's been other people that aren't his son that have been trained, that Bruce trusts more. I think that like adds an extra layer to the character. He's like, but I'm literally your blood. And like, you trust Grayson more than you trust yeah. me. That's, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. So you're thinking like he arrives on Batman's doorstep. They, 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 they fight for a bit. And then Bruce like dusts off the old Robin suit that was left behind and gives it to Damien. Yeah, and I mean, I obviously I love the the dynamic of Dick Grayson and Damien Wade. I think that's one of my favourite dynamics in comic books, the little shithead and the, the guy who just takes the piss out of him constantly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, 
a Batman and Robin movie is so hard to do, but also it makes Bruce such a much better character that I just was like, Jesus, I hope this is good. <laughs> I so hope this is good. There's a reason that they keep giving Batman Robins, is that the character works better when he has, like, someone else to fight with. Or to fight for, even might be and, better. And way, also, but. then he's a father figure. Like, yeah. I think the character of Batman can be very lonely, and I think he's actually so much more layered when he's got like a whole family that like just go around, and you have this whole thing of like he's like the head of the table, but they're all trained, they're all like, and and he also trusts all of them, and then you have different dynamics depending on who it is. Like he's going to yes. talk to Oracle differently than he talks to Tim. Then he talks to Jason. Then he talks to Dick. Then he talks to Damien. Like, Damien, he'll more outright go, that's fucking wrong. Because it's actually his son, in a weird way. Yeah, fair. So what if, right, you do The Brave and the Bold. Grant, that's our first Batman movie in this universe. Few years goes by. Under the Red Hood. <laughs> and you just you say, it. no, it happened. We don't need to see it happen. But it, like, like the animated movie. Like, that's when you introduce the yeah. Jason Todd. Nightwing shows up in that as well, I think, doesn't he? In the Under the Red Hood. Yeah, he's in the story itself, yeah. Yeah, so that could be a good way to bring in the older Robins as well. I mean, the way they introduced uh, Nightwing... I'm just doing it from the Nightwing perspective, because I heard yeah, Robin course, and that's Batman. that's what you care about. <laughs> like, I heard Robin and Batman, I'm like, I love the character of Robin. I love Damien, but I could also see it as a link to everything else. And I also love Tim, and I like I love all these characters. And they've also said that they're introducing the Bat Family, which is something we've never seen on screen in any of these iterations. Uh, they Batman always just do Robin, Batman. Connor. Batman and Robin, please. You, <laughs> the, get, the, you get Chris but, O'Donnell canonically playing dick grayson and then no, you get alicia like, silverstone playing alfred's niece eve no eve was the name of his ex-wife i yeah. can't remember um but like it this is one of those things where you could really easily do the exact same scene from it's batman the animated series but actually it's the new batman adventure sean it's a uh, tim mm. gets signed up he's in training and finally bruce is like or he steals the suit and then he goes out and betray, he saves Batman. And Bruce is like, okay, you're in. I'm going to train you. And the episode ends with the two of them like in a boxing ring. And Bruce is like, okay, rules are you always say everything I do. Say, rule number two, go back to rule number one. You follow me. No matter what I say, you fucking copy it. And then the scene ends with uh, just a guy walking in from the side. And he like stands beside Alfred. He's like, that, I'd watch that rule. That's actually... That's the one that got, caught me out quite a lot. Um, and it cuts Ooh. to, and then it's Nightwing. And then you see Alfred like, oh my God, Master Grayson, what are you doing here? And like, you have the thing of then it's, within one line, you've just built up a whole history between these two characters of like, that's the one that got me. You got to follow everything he says. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, he's he's been through it. He's done all this already. And yeah. now he's his own. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I like Damien as the Robin. I do, I do think that works. Um, I also think it's it's a much easier buy-in than Tim. I think Tim is a better character, but I think as a general audience, I think it works better with Damien as the Robin, even though he's a little shithead. And then we can side with Batman's side more to be like, why would this little shithead just do what he says? Yeah, and it does somehow take the heat off of Batman for endangering children if it's at least his own son that he's doing. <laughs> and he's like a trained assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's fully capable. Like, he's ready. <laughs> and also, the drama's so easy in that, like, you have Talia then turn up 
and like you have Raish and then you've got and you've got Damien has to choose between everyone and the whole final battle scene is obviously going to be beside the Lazarus pit <laughs> and, and yeah. it's just like you gotta choose who what side of the family are you on Damien um, are you on the Waynes or are you on the Ta- Al Ghouls and of course he'll be on the Waynes and he has to be a nice good boy um, mm. it does it, it, it's, a, it's a lot to ask of whatever kid you get to play Damien though because presumably he's going to be like what 13 yeah that's a, that's another thing you get you have to get the kid that no it doesn't annoy anyone um which is Tough interesting to walk. it's and they're doing the run the brave and the bold run is based on uh, a run by um a certain writer i don't know if you've heard of him grant morrison have, have ah, you ever heard of him he created aztec didn't he <laughs> he did he did actually <laughs> um, one of the greatest comic book writers of all time Grant Morrison uh, he wrote The Brave and the Bold um, and this is what they're basing off D- James Good also did a really really fucking cool thing that I have to give him credit for is that he released all the comics that all of these ideas are now based off of which is something that Marvel never do um, yeah. and I really love the idea of why not just give the comics more sales to be like this is what we're basing this off of it sells out immediately People go fucking buy it in flocks to go try and get it. Yeah, there was a thing of like the, the, the top 10 selling books in the comic category on Amazon the next day. It was literally every one that he had mentioned, like Tom King's Supergirl and stuff like that. And like Marvel do the opposite, whereas they don't release what it's based off of. And then they like release it in like small random numbers in the background of each scene. And you're just kind of like, you know, you'd actually make loads, like get a lot more interaction people have just like this is what it's based off of this is what we're doing this is it yeah a lot of the time with marvel it, it's not front and center it's either yeah i just say hidden in qr codes in the back of scenes which is a cool little engagement thing um but a lot of the time it's like put out in people online will be like oh this is referencing this 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 and you can read along and that kind of stuff I'm interested to see who they get to take over the batman like if james if gunn is doing the directing of superman who's doing batman Matt Reeves? Nah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also have Matt Rat, uh, Power 2 is coming out, but we all do that anyway, so they yeah, announced yeah. it, but we all kind of do it. Um, I'm interested, I, I'm I'm saving my response for any Batman and Rob because it's too close to my heart, Sean, and I can't, I, d- I don't want like, I don't know, uh, who, I'm trying to pick, Jared Leto to direct it. If he comes in, then I'm, I'm obviously You're not going to be involved. <laughs> He's fully out at that point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, I think that's it for Movie Mondays this week. I think we kind of covered everything. I think we touched on everything. There was a lot. There was a lot of news, so I think we got most of it. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big shout-out to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support the show. Special thanks goes to Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Fun Facts with Waffles, Altera New Zealand has the world's only alpine parrot. It's called the Kea, and, can f- and a flock can strip a car. David Clark, Sean Chucklin the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jamieson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Trevor Helm Roos, Danny McLaughlin, No One's Ever Really Gone Luke Hoth, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Buster, Ed Ball, The Adventures of Indiana Jones and the Franchise That Just Won't Die, Connor and Lorraine had completely forgot to shorten their long nickname until catching up on the podcast recently, Russ, I'm considering moving to a mattress-based diet in an attempt to end Mr. Blobby for good. Parfit, if you don't listen to weird news, that sentence made no sense. And also to Jackson Bruheim. 
Thank you, everyone, for the wonderful, wonderful support. We recently put up a review of Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie, on the Patreon, if you want to take a listen to that. Um, And we put up movie reviews and TV show reviews all throughout the year. So head on over there if it's something you would like to hear. There is also a merch store link below. Here's for hire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawley. I've been Sean Mead. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.